Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Now, Leon Tailoring is also well-known, we all know, for their tailor-made clothes, but you also know they're ready for their custom-made and ready-made clothing as well. That's right, clothes that are right there on the rack that you can buy and pick up, and they'll make the alterations included in the price. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. And of course, then you know, if they want something tailor-made specifically just for you, then they can do it. So whether it's tailor-made, whether it's ready-made, or whether it's custom-made, it is for you and you specifically. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you and happy to take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, we are continuing our conversation with various candidates for various public offices, and so one of the most interesting races coming up this primary season is the Hamilton County Prosecutor's Race, and one of those candidates is uh, the challenger, Greg Garrison, who joins us on the line. Greg, as some of you folks know, uh, hosts a radio show here at WBC Radio for many, many years. So, Greg, my friend, how's it going, big guy? Good to talk to you. Well, thanks, Deborah. Yeah, it was many, many, all right. It was exactly 20 to the day. Wow. <laughs> yep. 20 years to the day after I started my first night show up at 91st and Meridian, I did my last show in the building that, that we both worked, worked in all this time. And uh, we didn't miss many. And uh, it was quite the experience. Everybody says, well, do you miss radio? And I go, well, that kind of depends when you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like when someone asked my parents, which one's your favorite child? Like, well, it depends on the day. So yeah, right. that, that red light, as you well know, it's it can be a real SOB. You know, you <laughs> just want to be alone. Yes, it can, my friends. So let me ask you, uh, you had a very prosperous you know, talk radio career, very prosperous lawyer career, uh, both as a private and public practice. Why decide to run for prosecutor of Marion County? Well, I wish, I'm glad I'm not running for that one, Hamilton County. But I'm sorry, it, yeah, Hamilton <laughs> County, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. I wouldn't worst that one on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another day. <clears throat> well, I've been practicing in the Hamilton County Courthouse since the 70s. I tried my first death penalty case in the old courthouse, the one that's in the middle of the square. In I guess it was the summertime of 1979, I guess it would have been. Um, and so I've been very much a member of that bar always. I've lived in Hamilton County for 35 years now, same house, and raised a bunch of kids here. Um, <clears throat> so I knew what was going on up there. I knew that it had kind of been, what's the right way to say this? It had been sort of the norm that we didn't, we just didn't go after it real hard in the prosecution world, and that was just antithetical to everything I ever knew about it. And <clears throat> then I began to learn of of just dreadful cases that that they just decided they didn't want to prosecute: rape victims, uh, attempt murder victims, um, the policemen that had been injured in the line of duty, <clears throat> all a whole bunch of. of it, Et, 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 you know, just <laughs> I don't have time to list them all. And it, it began to really trouble me. And I, my, my, my opponent is the sitting prosecutor. His name is Lee Buckingham. And he's a fine guy. I mean, I've never had any kind of a personal issue with him and would never do so now. But <clears throat> I just got the sense that when it got kind of tough, we decided we would just put it off for a while. And um, and I'm not going to go into all the facts of those cases now because some of it's the privacy of those individuals, although they would probably tell you on the air what happened. And the longer I thought about it, the more I, it just troubled me that 
what is it, maybe the fastest growing, maybe the second fastest growing county in Indiana um, with all kinds of wonderful communities, Westfield and Carmel and Noblesville and Fishers and, and up the way, um, that they didn't, that they were finding what they, which I should say, the constituents beginning to find that just because you were hurt badly or because you were the, the victim of a violent crime didn't necessarily mean that they were going to go hammer and tong after the people that did it. And that troubled me a lot. And then, to be honest with you, just some of my friends, people that I'd been in prosecution with that were fellow lawyers, family members, friends, they said, come on, this is a fine terminal tour for you. I'm 75 years, 74 years old. I'll be 79 if I were to win this election. But I'm done. Believe me, I ain't done it again. <laughs> I can I can promise you that this nobody has to worry about me running for governor. You know, I I want to do this because I want to <clears throat> improve the quality of prosecution, the quality of criminal justice. I just think the world of the police agencies up there. I I have worked with all of them. Uh, short version, long story, back in years ago when Steve Goldsmith was still the prosecutor in Indianapolis, he put together a thing called the Metropolitan Drug Task Force. And those turned out to be a consortium of fine officers in the donut counties around Indianapolis. And those people got together and they went with DEA and they went with anybody else that they could help to build a real strong drug traffic control in Marion and the surrounding counties. Well, because I was doing that, I ended up writing search warrants for Fisher or for Carmel because I was the lawyer for the, the task force. And even though there may have been crimes someplace else, but the, the, the situs of the ones I was looking at would be in those various jurisdictions. And so I very, very early on got to be pretty good friends with a lot of the police officers um, and the mayors and, and the sheriffs and, and the like, um, and really have a high regard for them. I don't see, <clears throat> I mean, beyond just the friends of humanity, I don't see a weak link from Westfield all the way to the east line of Hamilton County. They're good cops. They work hard. They take risks. They get hurt. Um, and I, I, I respect them. So it has been my decision with a lot of prodding from some people that I either the day I had to shut up or I was going to shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll do this. And so I'm in the middle of a, of a, of a campaign that will end May 3rd. So, so let me ask you, my friend, um, has uh, Hamilton County uh, basically, as, as I said, it's one of the fastest growing counties, if not the fastest growing county you know, in the state of Indiana as the population changes, as more people show up? Has the prosecutor's office just kept pace with, uh, with, with, with the changing demographics and, and crime, or have they just been kind of stuck in the past, so to speak, or, or is there something else going on? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say stuck in the past because even with all the growth that's going on, we got more Democrats than we used to have. So that, that's a, a difference. Um, our ethnic minorities, there, there are more. Uh, there are the, the sick, S-I-K-H, 
communities that are in Hamilton County and and many others. And I think the African-American population has grown up. I I matriculated five kids through HSE, and that was quite the salad bowl. So I think those things have changed. I do not believe that those things have impacted law enforcement, which is to say the cops. I don't know what it's done exactly, except that I know that people who present themselves prosecutor's office, having been the victims of violence and awful crimes, are sent away. And um, Abdul is one thing. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to win a lot because we got a lot of the, the, the strong suits on our side. I mean, we have lots of resources when it comes to investigation and, and forensics and the like. So we're supposed to win pretty much because the cases that we take, we mean the prosecution in broader terms, are typically ones that are very winnable. But to send women away who have had their bodies ravaged and left unconscious on the floor in their own home, um, women who have, but for the grace of God, their husband, Crick Backfield, back in her car back for her one day, um, she had been dead. She had two assailants hiding in the back of her suburban, one of them with a syringe full of lethal medications right behind the driver's side, and a kid in the back with a fully loaded 9 millimeter. That case ended up being sent given up, I guess, abdicated by the feds. And I called the folks in the criminal division because these people are friends of mine. I must say this. This is not just, you know, something I heard um, in conversation when maybe these are very dear and close people to me. So I talked to them down there and I said, these guys are gone. They let them go up here. They're not on bond. They're released. And we got to do something. So the guy says, I want to see them. I want to see them tomorrow. So I brought the family in. Mom, dad, husband, and wife. Uh, <clears throat> and he sat with them for some number of hours. And next thing that happened was, I suspect the next thing was he picked up the, his hotline to the FBI and said, I want these two idiots in custody right now. Now, it may not have been that dramatic, but I know the, I know these people, and they, they could smell this rat. So they found the kid in California. They found the mom with the syringe in Montana. They brought him back, and Montana never made a move to prosecute this potentially horrific crime. So the feds did it, and they're both gone for 30-plus years. I don't like that, Abdul. Now, I'm always happy to have the help of the feds, and there's a lot of jokes about that, but the truth is everybody's pretty much, you know, that and the same team. Um, <clears throat> but this is a thing that never, ever, ever should have gotten out of Noblesville. And those things trouble me at my um, mature age. And I want to make sure that we can do things to build that rapport and in-service training with our police departments because things change for them so fast, as you probably know, with 
forensics and all the, all the you know, 21st and 22nd century stuff. They need that. Deputy prosecutors need to be brought in who are ready to kick butt and take names. And we got to train them. There are, there are certain kinds of deputy prosecutors that come in and they just like get it right out of the gate. <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best. There are those who want the job, feel driven toward it, but they need to know more about the criminal processing. Maybe. That's what is up to their boss. Our guest, yes. on the program, our guest on the program today is our good friend Greg Garrison. Greg, who used to host uh, here at 93 WIBC and also was a prosecutor uh, and also an attorney in both public and private practice. He's a candidate for uh, the Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office uh, running against Lee Buckingham, the incumbent. Uh, Greg, uh, it's one thing you told me early on in our conversation that it seems that a lot of cases that, that should be getting prosecuted aren't necessarily uh, being prosecuted. Now, you know as, as well as anyone uh, that a prosecutor is only supposed to bring, you know, cases where there's, like, you no know, qualified evidence so they can possibly have a chance uh, of actually winning the thing. Uh, have anyone spoken to Lee Buckham and found out why certain cases yeah. haven't been brought to trial, like they just didn't have the evidence or there was a problem with witnesses or, or there, was, there was a logical explanation as to why they couldn't bring charges? We debated that in a couple of venues. Lee and I did. Uh, <clears throat> and what it comes down to is, uh, at least this is the, the rumor I hear from the prosecutors. I'll say, just like those perfect cases real well. And um, one of the rape cases that that I've gone back to and interviewed the victim and just so that I would understand what was going on, nothing official because they don't have an official spot. She was just brutalized, something awful. And apparently the prosecutor's office saw some, you know, some flies in the ointment or some weakness someplace. And they, twice, they just turned him, turned her down. And um, this is not the place, and we wouldn't do it quite coming anyway. Let me just tell you, use your imagination a little bit. This woman paid dearly for having let this guy into her home to do a... Um, a repair job on an alarm system. So there's, what I say is, yeah, we like the, the great ones. But we tried a bunch of them. You might remember a guy named Tyson. That was not a lock. There's a good case. It's a lot better case than anybody thought it was. And Jeff Monison, who was the prosecutor, Bob <clears throat> Tracy, who was my co-counsel, we all just took the opinion that once in a while you just got to take one for the team. And you got to work harder than everybody else does. We didn't stop investigating that case until the door went shut behind the jury when they went back to deliberate their verdict. That's what it takes. It can't be, gee, you know, if I just had four more points. <clears throat> I don't want to take one for the team either. I want the other guy to take it for his team. But it, it, you got to be prepared to do that. Put your skills the righteousness of your own cause, the deliberate need to protect all of us, our women, our children, our elderly, our police officers. Those people, for various reasons, are exposed to more harm. Um, and, and so, <clears throat> as far as I can tell, the way it feels to me is we have to always be focused on everybody but when a woman comes in and her body's been rent asunder and there's forensics to back it up and there's rape kits and all the stuff that's been done, 
somebody's got to give me a reason why not. Uh, Greg, we've got a couple minutes left here for it to uh, close up our conversation. Uh, obviously, uh, prosecuting crimes is a big issue in the prosecutor's office. Is there anything else you would like to see the prosecutor's office focus on, whether it comes to you know, crime prevention, you know, uh, civic matters, just making life easier for citizens in Hamilton County who may have an issue to get their issues resolved? Well, <clears throat> there, there are good things going on. I don't want to say that there's not. Um, but uh, a dear friend, an old friend of mine from law school days, uh, former judge Steve Nation, has put together great ideas, the, the vernacular of which was, I want to take these inmates and turn them into taxpayers. And so he was looking probably toward the younger set of those folks that are coming out of confinement, maybe not for so long. And he's very eloquent in the way that he describes it. And Steve would be the first to tell you he's not the only guy that thinks of this stuff but he's I've, i learned a lot listening to him and visiting with him and in our friendship capacity over time i want to see more of that stuff <clears throat> i want to see more and more efforts that are that are done intentionally to keep this kid that got busted for selling a couple ounces of cocaine when he was 19 from spending the rest of his born days being considered a goon. And the only way to do that is to take some risks and to have the right people that are prepared to take risks with them to help them along the road. So I'm a big believer in in rehabilitation. I really am. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been no stranger to these airwaves. That voice sounds familiar. You've been listening to the voice of Greg Garrison. He used to host the midday show here on 93 WIBC. Also a former lawyer, also a recovering lawyer in both the public and the, <laughs> recovering, yeah. recovering and the private sector. Greg, my friend, nothing but the best of luck. And hopefully we can talk again before the primary. You know where to find me. Hey, take care, my friend. Thanks, Bill. Bye. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.